This is the Building Resilience Podcast, episode 126, Being More Playful. Welcome to the Building Resilience Podcast, where you will learn all about building resilience in yourself and helping others build it too. Drawing from the principles of positive psychology, neuroscience, and coaching, I will help you face all the challenges and adversities that life throws at you and help you do more than just survive. I will help you thrive. I am your host, Leah Davidson, and I am a certified life coach and speech language pathologist. I will help you manage your mind, your emotions, deal with your stress and your overwhelm, and lead a more purposeful and joyful life. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Building Resilience Podcast. I am happy to have you here. I hope that life is going well for you. I hope you are enjoying some nice weather. It's always about the weather when you live in a place that has four seasons. I am happy to report that we are getting more and more days of sunshine. Well, at least at the time of this recording. And hopefully by the time this airs, we will be getting lots of sunshine. Now, the past couple of episodes or the past couple of months, I feel like we've had a couple of heavier topics since we've been talking all about the nervous system. The nervous system goes hand in hand with trauma, and I think that's kind of why I feel it has been heavy. But trauma is just a part of everyone's life. My daughter-in-law the other day was commenting to me that everybody seems to be talking about trauma. So is it because there's more around Is it because we're labeling things differently? Is it because we're talking more openly about it? And I think the answer is yes, yes, and yes. We are understanding that trauma is something that happens to everybody. Dr. Gabor Matei says trauma is not what happens to you. It's what happens inside of you as a result of what happens to you. And the basic definition is any autonomic nervous system response that doesn't find completion in the moment. So a survival response that happens, but never gets digested. And when the response or the energy gets stuck, it gets imprinted into our nervous system. It will then play out later on in our life as a survival pattern. And while trauma is often seen as a disorder by some, it's actually an adaptation of our survival physiology. It's a way that we responded. We adapted to our environment or whatever happened at the time. We did not feel safe, so we couldn't cope with whatever we're feeling. So we found ways to adapt. So maybe we're used to thinking of trauma as a big event, like a natural disaster or abuse or an accident, but it is really about what happened to you and really how it overwhelmed your system. And I think many of us are dysregulated, whether it be due to a past trauma and being stuck in it or due to ongoing chronic stress. We all have a nervous system, but most of us don't know what to do with it or how to regulate it or even know that you need to regulate it. A lot of us are just stuck in this survival mode. So we're going to see a lot of challenges. We're going to see a lot of trauma. So hopefully the past couple of months, you've been learning a little bit more on the podcast and it has been helping you. And once again, make sure that you download my free video series, 30 Seconds Solution to Burnout, because I go through a very quick way of helping you regulate your nervous system. So you may want to check that out. The link is in the show notes. Now today, I want to lighten things up a bit though. I want to talk about a way that we can let our nervous system know that it is safe and not just telling our nervous system that it's safe, but we can show our nervous system that it is safe through play. Now play is a state that when we're talking about nervous system, we'll call it a mixed state. It's a way to have energy. So to have that sympathetic higher energy in that team hyper zone 
and be grounded in safety, be grounded in that zone of resilience. We want to get there when we're performing or playing a sport or engaging in any higher level energy activity. So again, it's this combination of team hyper and team resilient. But in order to access play, you need to really first get to a place of safety. You have to have enough anchors to be keeping you safe. And some people struggle with safety. If they're living more in a dysregulated state, many people growing up, maybe they didn't feel too much safety. So it is possible that play for some people may not feel so safe then play can actually end up feeling dangerous to them. So you want to be mindful of what comes up for you. If you're feeling like you're uneasy about being more playful, it may be that you're just not comfortable being there because you haven't lived in much safety for a while. Now, play can also be a way that can help you relieve stress. And it often involves this release of energy that can help you with your daily reset. So it can be used as a very healthy distraction, and it can be used as a connection as well. Today, I want to share with you some ways I came up with to bring more play into your life. Hopefully, my ideas will spark some of your own ideas. So the first one, just to start with, I want you to close your eyes, obviously, if you're in a safe place to do so, and to think of a time when you were really happy, when you were really playful. Now, maybe it was when you were a child, playing carefree in the summers or after school. Maybe it was on a sports team. Maybe it was with your siblings. I can think back to summertime. Where we lived, there were a few houses in a row that had kids, sort of all within five years of each other. I was the youngest, and I loved it when they included me, because sometimes they didn't, because I was the youngest. Now, I remember running around the neighborhood barefoot. One neighbor had a sandbox, the other had a clubhouse that we used to call the dollhouse. And we had a big tree that we climbed and we each took a branch. Of course, I always got the lowest branch. So maybe you had a lot of play in your childhood. But maybe if you close your eyes, maybe you're going to see you're older. You're playing on a team. You're doing something that you find exciting even now. I just want you to go back to this happy time. See if you can really recall those emotions. See if you can actually feel those emotions in your body. I want you to really remember what it's like to feel lightness and to be carefree. If you have a harder time connecting to something playful or maybe even connecting to your younger self, then pull out some pictures that maybe you had when you were a kid. Sometimes the picture can take you right back there and jog some memories. Maybe they can indicate what you were doing in the picture. Are you engaged in an activity? Are you engaged in play? So to start with, try to get in touch with a time previously where you used play and you can feel the lightness, having fun, being carefree, easygoing, and connect with that part of your body. Whatever you were doing in those activities or whatever you're doing in those memories, Is there a way that you can integrate that into your life now? So that can be the first way. Go back to childhood. Go back to something that you did where you felt really playful. And can you integrate something like that on a regular basis? Now, the next way we can integrate play is through movement. Now, of course, you know that movement is going to have to be an important part of play because movement is pretty much good for everything. How can you move that will feel more playful for you? Now, maybe it is joining a team. 
playing a sport, getting together with friends. If you are competitive, then you'll want to be functioning in that play zone that I mentioned, the combination of safety in that zone of resilience with some sympathetic energy that is more controlled. But just moving freely, spontaneously can be fun too. Put some music on, dance, pull out the game twister and see how flexible you still are. Try to do something that you've never done before. Maybe go play pickleball, try kickboxing, paddleboarding, kayaking. Do it alone, do it with a friend, but get moving on a daily basis. This is a great way to introduce play. Movement without purpose, meaning you're not doing it to train for something. You're not doing it to try to lose weight. You're not doing it for any other reason than pure enjoyment. Now, the third way that we can try to engage in more play is to watch children. See what they do. Observe them. Watch them. Copy them. The thing about kids is that they are always in the present moment. They are fully engaged and we can learn from that. They are curious about what is right in front of them. They're focused on one thing. Now as adults, we're often trying to be productive. Like we feel like we need to have a purpose when we're doing something. And we then often end up multitasking. Okay, I can be productive while I'm doing something else at the same time. But when you're multitasking, you're never really present. You're working hard at splitting your attention, which by the way, basically means you're doing a lousy job at both things. So follow the lead of children and be present. Get up close with whatever you're engaged in. Be curious. Kids are also very creative because they're not worried about what other people think. So the next way to introduce play is the fourth way through creative activities. Try new things. There are a lot of creative outlets that people have. Drawing, painting, sculpting, pottery making, coloring, sewing, crafting, knitting, building, woodworking, designing. People have collections. They have hobbies. The list is endless. And you can also do things that are not purposeful at all, like I mentioned before. Allow your body to lean into whatever it wants to do. Drop the cognitive purpose and just focus on the impulse of what does your body want you to do? What is a creative outlet for you? Play around and try new things. Don't assume that you're not creative. Don't assume that the activity is not for you. Just get out there and try it. Now, the fifth way you can introduce more play in your life is through imagination. And that's closely related to creativity, but you can have a lot of fun with your imagination, daydreaming or visualizing, just taking yourself out of your life for a little bit. Then maybe you can also use your imagination with others or while watching other people. People watching can be so much fun. Just sitting at a patio, on a bench, watching people go by, imagining what they're talking about, how they know each other, creating silly stories. You want to keep it light and fun. I know sometimes when Rob and I go out for dinner, we're often scanning around the restaurant and trying to guess, like, is that their first date? How long have they been together? Oh, it looks like they're having a fight. I wonder what it's about. What do you think they're talking about over there? They're laughing a lot over there. What do you think happened? What do you think they do? Where do you think they live? We just play around sometimes. It can be really fun, especially when you see something a little bit unusual happening. You can have a lot of fun with making up a story about that. So keep it light, keep it fun, use your imagination. 
Now, the next way to introduce more play in your life is to introduce more laughing in your life. Now, several years ago, I had a client when I was still seeing clients in person because I'm only virtual now, but this client was struggling and the team asked for us as clinicians when we would go in to spend some time with the client at the beginning of each session laughing. And it was just start laughing with him, not to find something that could make him laugh, which of course would work too, but to walk in and just be like, hi, how's it going? (laughs) And I would just start laughing and he would resist. He sometimes would roll his eyes at me like I was a weirdo, but eventually he would at least crack a smile. And what happens is laughing is contagious. So getting some good belly laughs in can be really good for you. Now, I'm not suggesting you have to just start laughing spontaneously, which does work. But nowadays, there's so many things that you can access to help with laughter. There's tons of YouTube videos. There's lots of sitcoms. There's reels. That's a great use of social media to get you to laugh. And of course, being with friends and family, find people that make you laugh. I know that my family, especially when all my kids are home and we're just sitting around the dining room table after dinner, that sometimes is some of the best laughs that you can have. So find people that make you laugh, that you can connect with. Because the seventh thing to help introduce more play in your life is connection. Connection is so, so important. Now, if you have watched Ted Lasso, there is a great speech at the end of season two. The team has had a really rough loss and everybody's upset. And he goes and he makes a speech and he basically says, it's better to lose and be upset with people than it is to be alone. And that they were blessed to all be together. Connection is a blessing. Now we are wired to connect. We need connection. We crave connection. So we want to find ways to connect in a playful way. So how can we do things together? Now, sometimes playfulness can actually be a key to connection. If you feel that maybe you're not connected enough with somebody, then introducing more play and laughter and lightness can help bring you more together. I think they have that saying, play together, stay together. You may also find connecting with your pet, an animal, connecting with nature. What can you do that will help you feel more playful and that things are lighter? Now, the eighth way I want to share with you is something that I find personally for myself is when I say to myself, oh, I've got to have more fun. I've got to be more playful. It can feel kind of heavy, like it's a job, like something I have to do. It becomes a chore or it feels like a pressure that I have to make something fun. So I actually love to shift my thoughts and instead ask myself, okay, what would this look like if it were lighter, easier? What would I feel like if I lightened up? Now, I think of that easy button. I'm not sure if this is something that is everywhere in the States, but in Canada, there is a store called Staples. I think maybe you have it in the US as well. Anyhow, they used to have this button that you could hit and it would say, that was easy. And I always think about that button. I wish I had bought one when they were around. I don't think they're around anymore, but I wish I had bought one because I sometimes ask myself, okay, what would it look like if I hit the easy and fun button before everything I do? So spend a few minutes, ask yourself, whatever you have to do today, what can you do to lighten things up? What can you do to lighten things up in your life in general? Take the moment in front of you and find a way to make it lighter. 
And you can maybe even ask, what would heavier look like if you're wondering what lighter would look like and just do the opposite. Then lastly, to bring more play in your life, be authentic. Sometimes we put pressure on ourselves to be a certain way, to act a certain way. I don't need to be too silly. Maybe I need to be more professional. Maybe we just don't need to take ourselves so seriously. Be willing to laugh at yourself. Be willing to show your true colors and embrace your weirdness. We all have weirdness. We all have quirks. What if we celebrated them? What if we just stop worrying what other people think? You can have so much more fun if you drop worrying about what others will say or think or what their opinions are, what you think you should or shouldn't do. Just be you. Embrace you. Celebrate you. Just do things because they make you feel better. Maybe there's no reason or no purpose other than just to feel lighter. That's okay. Just trust yourself. Be you. So those are the few thoughts I have on being more playful. It's often about dropping the rules, being in the present, following your heart and your impulses, not worrying what other people think, trying new things, be silly, laugh, be creative, use your imagination, connect, be you, celebrate you, and enjoy this upcoming week as you try to introduce more play into your life. Have a great week and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Building Resilience Podcast. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about managing stress, building resilience, and leading a more purposeful life, then make sure we're connected on Instagram and Facebook at Leah Davidson Life Coaching. You can also subscribe to my weekly newsletter at www.leahdavidsonlifecoaching.com forward slash newsletter. Looking forward to connecting.